Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Well, we're back, and I have a little bit of a confession to make. I feel like I was—I've been dragging you guys on for three weeks now about this cheese story, and we ran out of time. And uh, I, you know, I—I I lost track of our segments, and we didn't get to the cheese story last week. But here we are on Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. My brother, Martin, Pastor Martin Flaherty, is here as well from Deer Flat Church, and we're going to finally tell the the cheese story. It will be on in less than 30 minutes. You will hear it this week. I can promise you that. It is our only goal is that you get to hear this cheese story this week. And I'm going to give my uh, my co-host an opportunity to apologize as well because he, I think he should. Yes, I think it's time for that. You know, we don't want to leave our uh, radio listeners uh, disappointed. And Martin, how bad do you feel that you didn't tell the cheese story last week? I think it mostly was my fault because I told so many other stories and took up so much time that we ran out of time, couldn't tell the cheese story. It was my fault. All right, Pastor. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Has there ever been a time when you intended to do something and yet life got in the way? All of my life, you know, spins around that question. I mean, uh, what what I want to do and what, I, uh, and what the Father wants to do in me. So I get to be very cautious about that. I'm very sensitive to be able to listen to him, but... Yes, the day that my wife came home and uh, we were not actually planning on having a baby, but it happened. And uh, for those who still wonder how it could happen, you know, we're not going to talk about that. But yes, and uh, uh, <laughs> I you. was planning, you know, I was planning on having the perfect budget and uh, the perfect situation to welcome this baby home, you know. And uh, there was never a perfect time for that. I mean, once, once. Once you are, you know, husband and wife, and 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 you're uh, taking that uh, principle into practice of multiply and, and and judge the earth, you know what the Lord gave you to accomplish is going to happen. So yes, uh, my wife tells me that she's pregnant, and I I wasn't ready financially to welcome, you know, to add up uh, medical bills and uh, uh, designate a room and decorations and everything, you know, but. Uh, this is this is the story of my life, you know, a, a, a life on unexpected incidents, trusting the Lord, uh, hoping for the best, and always ready for the worst. And uh, yes, He was able to uh, let us have Elizabeth, a healthy baby. That was our prayer, and uh, she has been a great addition to our family and a tremendous, tremendous blessing. And just to see this child, you know, walking her baby steps in. In knowing, you know, the message of salvation, knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as, as her Savior is, is the best inheritance I can live for her. So things I didn't plan and they just happened. Yes, that, that happened. And believe me, if I can move the clock and, and uh, whether planning or not planning having this baby, I would have, have her, I would have had her at an earlier time, you know, in my marriage. <laughs> Martin, what about you? You got about 30 seconds Tell me about a time in your life when things didn't go as you had planned. Well, sometimes my brother Tim calls me up in the middle of the day. What are you doing? Can you come help me? Hey, I've got this thing. That happens 
almost monthly. So I would say you, Tim, <laughs> you. Uh, I am glad that you're my brother and that uh, you do the things that you do and that we get to live in the same Treasure Valley and, and do ministry together so often. But yes, you keep me on my toes and every time the phone rings and I see your name on the caller ID, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Who knows what it's going to be? So um, Yeah, and I feel guilty about this, you know, Martin. Sometimes I'm driving with team and uh, we just call out for whatever crazy story that crosses our minds. And then, you know, we get you out of the blue, you know, like you're doing nothing out there, you know, <laughs> like you're not busy. And uh, yes, I got to confess that. But, uh, but yes, Tim, you, you, you are a blessing for us here. And thank God Treasure Valley is not big enough to hold the three of us here together. That's right. Well, with that, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Pastor Martin Flaherty. And are you looking for a place to connect with others in the Caldwell area? If so, come and join us at Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho. We're a welcoming and friendly community of believers who come together to grow in our faith and support one another. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm and welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are on your faith journey. Join us this Sunday and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegas.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at astegas.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to astegas.org. Are you looking for a way to give back to your community? Look no further than the Boise Food Bank. With just a few clicks, you can go to boisefoodbank.org. You can help provide meals for those in need. Every dollar donated helps us feed hungry families in our community. With your support, we can work towards a hunger-free Boise. Visit boisefoodbank.org today to find out how you can help make a difference. Welcome back, Pastor Israel. Uh, You know, we're back we're going to talk about this 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 final trip to cuba with my brother martin pastor flaherty it's a good time martin pastor flaherty pastor martin flaherty of deer flat church in caldwell and what i want to do is have you talk about how did you really uh you gather these people together you know how did you, you put it out there to the church we're going to go to cuba what was the reaction there was a lot of mixed reaction, uh, everything from your crazy don't go to I've always wanted to go and I, I'm really excited to go. Um, but we try to take a mission trip every year from Deer Flat Church. We found that it's it's a huge blessing and a huge boost in our discipleship programs. And so we, we have some requirements and things like that, of course, but it's always been something that we we as much as we bring to the mission field, as much as we build, as much as we do, as much as we give, we always feel like we're more blessed. We come back, you know, with more benefit than than we brought there. And also out of these trips that we've done every year for like 10 years, we have seen young people get called into the ministry full-time or onto the mission field full-time and they're out there serving now. Um, whether it's they're studying to be Bible translators or whether they're, they're being trained up to, you know, reach on unreached people groups in the 1040 window or or whether they're planting churches or whatever they're doing. So anyway, we took 24 people to Cuba, ranging from, from 14 years old all the way up to retired adults, and we had a wonderful time. 
learning and serving, growing, uh, coming back changed, really, you know, coming back changed. Pastor, what about you? What was your thought? Because you were in the, you were there at this time. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, you know, that first day, uh, Pastor Davis sat next to me on that missions conference and then looking for all the things and the groups and the, the different people. You know, I went to Cuba myself 10 times. And uh, this is our what, third trip to Cuba with uh, Martin and Dear Flat Church. And uh, there's so many connections, whatever uh, that the Lord has prepared, you know, for the future. Sometimes, you know, you have this person sitting next to you at a mission and breakfast and uh, you don't know what's, what's the future holding, but, you know, if you're able to take the time and invest in relationships, you know, God uses that for uh, to benefit the uh, people in the kingdom of God, you know? Well, I think that's true to a certain extent. I mean, it, you know, you never really quite know until you gather that team. You know, are you going to have all the necessary components? You know, and so t- tell me about this. You, you got them uh, together. You did the training. You've raised the money. You're on the plane. You're headed down there. And what happens when you land? You know, it's it's interesting on this particular trip. When we landed, we had to go through customs again. This time we had our visas um, all in order. We get through and they're scanning our bags. And I had brought a pasta maker for one of the pastors who also is a chef. And so he had asked me on a previous trip, hey, when you come back, can you please bring me a pasta maker? And so one of the ladies in our church. Like, like, a, like an old fashioned, yep. like you get to make the dough out of the flour mm-hmm. and the water and the egg and then yep. you. Really? Yeah, that's what he wanted. Like one of those metal, solid metal ones. You run it through, you grind it, you know, you turn the handle. And and so, you know, that was that was in our luggage. Well, that one particular bag got pulled aside because this pasta maker was in there. And they put me and this bag in this small taped off square in the middle of, of the airport aisle, uh, waiting for somebody to come along and approve me to go through or I have to pay tariffs on this thing or, or what. I don't know. I really honestly don't when know. When you say taped off, do you mean like with those like crowd control stanchions like that you would find at the nope. old timey movie? Or was it just like tape on the floor? Yep. Yeah. It was like, hey, stay in, stay in this square right here with this red tape around you on the floor, like stand in these, this square here. And, and then... Honestly, I stood there uh, for over an hour, probably between one or two hours. Everyone else is already outside waiting for me. And I think that the guy just didn't want to deal with me. And so he was just waiting to go off shift. And because then this the other guy comes be like, what are you doing standing here? And I'm like, I was told to stand. He's like, he's like get out of here. <laughs> and so I don't know if the other guy was just hoping I would leave. And, you know, he was just doing his job or whatever. And he was hoping I would just walk off. But because um, there wasn't anything holding me there other than this, this line on the floor on the tile. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah. maybe he was, maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was one of those. <laughs> Let's see how long we can get the American to stand in this square. They're taking bets on it. I'll take the over on, you know, on this two hours. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we, we get out, we, we, again, we, we leave Havana, we go to, um, the church, the church building where, where we'll be staying. Um, and you know, right away, the, the students that are with us and the adults that are with us, they're, they're seeing things and learning things and experiencing things right from the get-go um you know the propaganda billboards against america that the government puts up but then they're seeing the the bicycle cabs have american flags flying on their on their bikes and stuff and so it's like you kind of get these mixed messages like the people uh the the average citizen in cuba is like yeah america's good we we love america um but the government's trying to tell them no america's bad and things so there's learning things you see in cars 
from the 1940s and 50s. You're seeing a horse and buggy. You're seeing a Russian car from the 70s. And then you're seeing like a brand new, you know, 2000 something Mercedes. Like it's just like five generations of transportation all mixed up together on the same road together. Um, really, really just kind of grab, learn to wrap your mind around everything at the same time. And Pastor, you were on this trip. I got to go on that trip, and uh, this trip had the purpose of just encouraging some uh, local churches in, yeah. in, in you know, just painting their, their buildings. You know, some of the uh, facilities uh, had not been painted in over 40 years. And uh, we thought it was a very humbling moment because the kind of visas that we got was just to be able to share the gospel within the facility. We couldn't make any kind of one-to-one you know, evangelism outside of the four walls. This program is beyond the walls. God give us the wisdom so we can take your gospel beyond the walls when we have restrictions with our visas. So yes, it was painting buildings and uh, we had a we we had a, a a place an order to buy the paint, the only color available. We had six months in advance to paint these uh, church buildings, and uh, we have this team just painting churches, painting buildings, and you think you're just going to this island to paint buildings and that's all about it well as we're painting the buildings and people in the community were walking by and looking at them and the differences they were asking questions and it was actually the local church people the cubans itself sharing the gospel with the neighbors as we visitors were painting the buildings so god can use anything so that the gospel message is delivered mm-hmm. and people can listen to God's word. We, Absolutely. Ha- we had restrictions. They didn't have any. So we had to do what we had to do, and the gospel was being shared to everyone there. Amazing. And we'll be right back. Are you struggling to put food on the table? Don't worry. The Boise Food Bank is here to help. We have dozens of partner agencies across the city that are here to provide food for you. At boisefoodbank.org, you can find a list of our partner agencies and their distribution times. Just show up with your ID and proof of address, and we'll provide you with a box of nutritious food. We believe that everyone deserves access to healthy food, regardless of their circumstances. So if you're in need, visit boisefoodbank.org today to find your nearest distribution location. Estegos is powered by the faithful donations from people like you. Their mission is to help everyone in the Treasure Valley through their community warehouse, housing programs, and the Boise Food Bank. They believe all human beings should be respected and loved. Each person is special and deserves to live their life to the fullest. If you want to donate to Estegos, go to their website, estegos.org, and click on the yellow Donate button at the top of the page. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org, and click on the Donate button. And welcome back. And again, I just want to say a really big thank you to our sponsors. We so appreciate it. If you know a church minister, a church pastor, a youth group leader, somebody out there that needs uh, things for their ministry, please, please recommend that they get online to astegos.org and sign up for our community warehouse. We have tons and tons and tons of things for them, and we would so appreciate getting to know them and learning about their ministry and what they're doing. And uh, so please just recommend that they find us at astegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. So pastor, we're talking about Cuba this final trip, you're there, you've got, you've been painting, working hard, it's the morning time, 
maybe halfway through the trip, and you're and you just take it from there. Yeah. So we we were uh, having breakfast, you know, at the at the facility we were staying at, which, which is, is kind of which convent. is kind of like next door, you know, it's like the same kind of building interconnected with a, uh, some kind of overpass inside and. Uh, we're there having breakfast, and uh, I was sitting with our host, Pastor uh, Pastor David Moreno, and uh, one of our leaders, you know, from from the church here in Caldwell, came to our table, and uh, she she asked us, you know, this this cheese that we just had for breakfast, you know, this is a very good cheese, you know. Where do you get it? What brand is it? You know, so. We uh, we look at each each other, you know, with this kind of attitude. Like, do we need to go in details with this? You know, like, but we had a TV in front of us, and it happened that the Orthodox Russian priest was visiting uh, Havana, Cuba, and his name was on the screen at the same time. We're being asked, "Was this cheese brand? Was the name of this particular cheese?" And uh, the guy's name is Kirill. So Pastor David looks at me and looks at our leader, and uh, he 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 told this person, "This is Kirill cheese." Oh, Kirill cheese <laughs> is so very good, you know. This person replied, "What can we do to get it? Is there a place we can get this?" Not knowing the story of how we ended up getting that cheese that was served during breakfast, and. Uh, we we told this person we we're gonna do whatever we can to try to get some more and we will distribute it accordingly to you know what I mean do you have anybody else who wants to show oh, yeah I got some people they really love it we want to take it as a as a souvenir gift for our people there blah 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 so uh, I looked at David David is smiling and uh, and of course and of course so that the listeners understand this cheese is just regular government Cuban cheese it's just yes it's it's, it's nothing special no, it, it's just black market cheddar cheese you know <laughs> made made in America. Ended up in Cuba. It, it ended up in the government factory, and one of the workers, you know, took the exit door behind the factory, and now they're selling it to make a living. Right. You to know? make yes. ends meet. Fine. Yes. To yes. Ends cheese. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, a person that knows a person that knows another person, that's how things happen. There is no what you know, is who you know. So, anyways, we talked to Pastor David, talked to his daughter who happened to study at the university, and she had a larger network of people to find stuff for us and uh, we ended up with this contact name and physical address for this person downtown Havana we were like 45 minutes away from that place and uh, we had to go and uh, first of all get there secondly ask locals to find the exact address that we had on the piece of paper and then talk to this person that we only knew by reference we didn't know the person. We didn't know their name. No photographs. We don't have pictures. We don't have social media. We don't have internet. We don't have cell phones to call. We don't have numbers. We don't have anything else. We only have a name and a physical address. <laughs> so me and David, Pastor David, jumped in the van, and we drove 45 minutes to Havana, and we started to asking people in every corner. We find found somebody and said, do you know how to get to this neighborhood? Oh, yes, you have to drive so many squares down the road, blah, blah, blah. Do you know how to get to this particular address? Oh, talk to the person in that greenhouse over there. They know the place better. So we're stopping at different locations, and as we're being directed by the locals, we ended up going into this place, knocked on the door, talked to the person. He had five 
big uh, 10 pounds uh, pieces of cheese and he wanted a certain amount of money per piece which happened that me and David had in cash and the person said this is how it's going to happen you're going to drive give me the money and you're going to drive just in front of my house and as you're driving open the door and I'm going to throw the cheese inside and then you take off So because <laughs> he doesn't want anybody in the neighborhood to yeah, know I don't want anybody to see this van with this license plate stopping in my house to see what kind of product you're getting this can get us in, in, in major major problems major trouble major trouble and Pastor David said what happened in Cuba stays in Cuba let me do it so you don't feel guilty about this and let's give all people Kirill cheese and this is this is how we brought it back and then we're giving people more cheese for breakfast during the week they wanted to buy more to bring home i told them try to find it in customs at the airport you know which duty free duty free it never happened you know it didn't exist but what i think is so amazing about this story is that if you hadn't been willing to go on the journey to take Pastor David and go to downtown Havana and to ask around and to, you wouldn't be able to come back with the cheese to feed the people. And, you know, it's, it's more than just the story, but it was the, the blessing you gave to the, the man. I mean, can you imagine the, the wealth that, that, cause that cheese cost how much? $300, $400? How much was the? It was 45 per piece, $45. Yeah. <laughs> and you got 10 pieces. Yeah, yeah. So $450. For some cheese that's incredible yeah and uh you know it it makes you appreciate what what you have here in in, in this country we are we are in a blessed nation so count your blessings be thankful and uh you know we have sometimes a tendency to complain for the things we don't have mm -hmm. just 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 take one of these trips just go across the border to mexico you know and and your eyes will be uh, uh, open wider Just, just to see to a bigger, uh, bigger necessity, and uh, as you count your blessings, you will notice you have something to give for somebody out there who is in need of that. And the greater combination, you know, is is, is a powerful presentation of the gospel. You know, there there are no poor people who who have. Uh, nothing to give for rich people that got nothing to receive so such as the kingdom of god and the gospel of jesus christ pastor martin yeah absolutely and i wish i could say it was it was just cheese but it was that way at every at every stop at everything you know what i mean and god provided through people knowing people and and resources and and the things that we needed we got and whether that was for paint for serving you know I, I mean, I, I admit I kind of had a, a Western American mindset when I went there going, well, we're going to paint these buildings. What what color do we want to paint them? And I get there like, you don't get to pick what color. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm buying the paint. They're like, no, you go to the paint store and you say, I want paint. And they're like, well, we have this color today. I guess that's what we're painting it. You don't know. And so it's just, again, a, just a different mindset, um, growth mindset, really. Well, and as, you, as you're thinking about this, as you're out there, you know, just remember to be grateful for where you're at and to look out for your neighbor. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. 
Well, we're back, and again, just thanks to our sponsors, boisefoodbank.org and estegos.org. Pastors, I really appreciate you coming in this week, and um, thanks for being with us for the last couple of weeks, especially to my brother, who I know he's busy. I always take him out of uh, his life and what he's supposed to be doing. But we do want to uh, say a quick prayer, I think. Pastor? Father, we, we thank you for being in our midst today and uh, for the great reminder that we have you in our side as our helper, as our source, as our provider. We want to take this time today to lift up the people of Cuba, the town of Wanahai, Pastor David Moreno, and the ministry there and the churches uh, across the island. We just pray, Lord, that through the simple ways of Christ, yet the most powerful ones, they continue to grow, they continue to bear fruit, and they continue to reminding us humbling and very powerful lessons of a, a Christian walk, of a Christian life, that we may return to our towns and, and states and places here in America and, 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 and set up an example Stand up and be counted and count your blessings and uh, for what you have done, for what you are doing, and for what you will do. We give you praise, we give you honors, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And to our listeners out there, we'll be back next week. Doug Harmon from Unity Missions and his work in the mountains of Guatemala. And I, I really encourage you to listen. This is going to be an incredible series we're going to do over three weeks with Doug, where he's going to come in and share with us all the miracles and things that he's seen up there in Guatemala. 